When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What up? This is Shan and this is Cozy Womb Podcast. This is Ari. Say hi. Hi. Say hi, Anya. Hi. What up? Say what? Hey guys, this is Shan and this is Cozy Womb Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you're not new, welcome back to the Cozy Womb fam. Today, we are going to talk about should you have kids? Um, I have a good friend of mine, Bree, that I will be discussing the topic with. And uh, she does not have kids. And she felt like this should be a good topic, so... That's what we're discussing. Let's go. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> What's up? You know, just living the dream. Okay. So you felt like, mm-hmm. you know, should you have kids? Why or why not? So let's discuss. Let's discuss it. Let's talk about it. Um, I think it's personal preference. I think it's up to the people or the person or the family or the couple or whoever's uterus it belongs to. Very true. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not big on kids. Me personally, Mm -hmm. that's not my thing, but it, it probably never has, never has been, uh, for a couple of reasons, quite a few, actually one, I feel like, Pregnancy is like probably one of the most uncomfortable things in the world. It is. And you can't, you can't have margaritas. No. Right. And I don't drink red wine. <laughs> Second, I think when I was about 17, we moved from the Midwest to the South. Okay. And, you know, in the South, sometimes people, well, I don't know if it's just overall everywhere, but people have kids. Right. 16, 17, and my mom was like, if you think for one second <laughs> that I'm going to be babysitting, you got me messed up. So I was like, okay. So for high school, that was what I thought. Like, I'm not going to have no help. Mm-hmm. She's not going to ch- help me chase my baby daddy. Mm-hmm. And I never really wanted to be a single parent. Okay. So then moving on until my adult life, 
you know, I started dating girls. So it, I never had like scares, you know, it was something that you didn't have to worry about birth control. You were in the safe um, zone. I listen, <laughs> if there was a safe zone, I was there. Right. Yeah. And then as an adult, I've always been a bit of a hustler. So I worked in clubs mm-hmm. and things like that. So I never really had a grip on my life. Like I just worked and I just never took into consideration what, you know, building a family would Mm -hmm. do and thinking about the questions that you gave me, I don't think I've ever loved someone enough to give them a baby. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't think I'm holding. Okay. We're holding. Somebody called me. Are you texting? While I'm doing this. And you didn't have your, um, I didn't do what you told me to, what I was supposed to do. What you told me to do? Okay. (laughs) Hold on, let me text them. Um, I'll just edit this out. Shoot. She never calls me. Why would she call me right now? It might be something important. Your t- your uh, texting sounds like what? there's some midgets in your phone. Okay, so go back to um, what what were you saying before that? I was saying that I never been in like a relationship because I had both my mm-hmm. parents until I was like twenty, twenty twenty one, and I don't think I ever loved anyone enough to give them a baby and dealing with depression and anxiety now that I know that's what mm-hmm. it is I never loved myself enough so when were you experiencing depression and anxiety when you were younger um I think that it came at 21 my mother passed oh, away okay so I didn't know that you know I didn't mourn properly um and also let me back up and say when you are uh in the South or black families in general, mm-hmm. and you are a lesbian, you isolate yourself from your family. And then the people who are gay, lesbian, you know, right. queer, they have a whole alphabet thing to go with it now. <laughs> but those people become your family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think I separated myself from my family at a young mm-hmm. age, and I never felt like I wanted to have a family mm, of your own right okay because I didn't I didn't associate with my family for a long time okay so before yeah. before you got you know to an age where you were um discovering your likes and your dislikes what was it mm-hmm. like growing up you know around like five six seven ten twelve like that type of age for you um, so I'm a military brat. Okay. And so I, and that's, a, that's probably a good thing. I'm glad you pointed that out. My parents never hired a babysitter. So I always had my sister. Mm-hmm. I always, so I already did that. I already took care of somebody, watched somebody. You were older than your sister? Yeah, I'm okay. five years older. Okay. Cooking, you know, things like that. Caring and, and you know 
being the safe haven for someone else. Okay. And I had already done it, and I just was never interested. Sorry, I got a new puppy. Me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never interested in it. Did it already. And I didn't want the ball and chain mm. as an adult. Okay. Yeah. So, like, now when you see kids, what is it that's, like, telling you that, oh, I made the right choice by not doing this? When when parents are like, oh, they don't have a babysitter, mm. or when moms are like, my baby daddy don't be doing this, that, the third, um, that is reassuring. Hold on, let me go ahead and regulate what's going on. <laughs> Leave him alone. I told you that already. Bye. Get out. See, that sounds so, like kids. It's very much like kids. It's, well, I have a new puppy. He's five months. Mm-hmm. And I have an older dog who hates the new puppy. Mm-hmm. Go. And the older puppy doesn't understand. I mean, the newer puppy doesn't understand that the older puppy hates his guts. <laughs> Go. He doesn't. He thinks that he wants to play and, you know. You look like me, and so let's do this. And my older dog is like, let's not. Well, Anya is kind of like that sometimes with Ari. So yeah. I kind of get it. Yeah, so, so we, he'll learn yeah. once he gets so, wrangled. <laughs> so you have the dog, um, uh-huh. the dogs now. You know, mm-hmm. they require, like, responsibility and care. The only difference is, you know, a kid will grow up and take care of you one day, possibly, a dog right. cannot. So right. does that responsibility currently stop you um, in the thoughts of like having a kid or what do you see like, um, you know, you getting older and maybe needing help? Like who are you looking to, to help you at that time? So I just recently realized that I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. I turned 41 this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who the fuck is going to take care of me. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I you hang to go out to Golden with your Corral, nephew, y'all close. Like, on a regular basis. I want to go to Golden Corral on a regular oh, basis. Lord. I'm going to need a wig that's decent. <laughs> and I need my nails done, too, on a regular basis. Oh, but I, I don't know. I don't know. And then I'm not working a job where I can, like, get an assistant living. Mm-hmm. So, I... And these two will be gone before I'm gone. So, but I mean, you close with your nephew. Yeah, me and my nephew are booze. So, um, you know, maybe, and you know what, my maybe my sister baby shamed me the other day, and it kind of made me a little sad because she just recently bought a house, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, why do you have so many bedrooms?" And she was like, "I'm gonna have to have another baby because you won't have a baby." Mm. Okay, well, not doing that. Yeah. Because at this point, you know, in vitro costs like $10,000 a pop. Yeah. Who has that? Right? Right. To, to spend on that, like, and then I wouldn't even know where to go for some sperm. I would have, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know enough men that I, that I think what I would want to be around for the rest of my life. Or even want to uh, share that gene with. Girl, because... and then I need to mute out some of my genes. Oh Lord, <laughs> impossible! Because I'm dealing with mine right now, two times. I need to mute out this nose a little bit. Oh gosh, this chin. 
to yeah, me, these I fingers feel like and toenails. You and, I feel like you and your nephew look similar to me. A lot. Of, well, you know, my sister hated my guts. Well, we didn't. She didn't hate my guts. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> we fought a lot <laughs> when my sister was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So, and I was around, you know, a lot when she was pregnant because, like I said earlier, my mom is deceased. So mm-hmm. when she got pregnant, she was like, "I don't know anything about babies." Oh. And I was like, "Well, we're gonna have to do it together." I mean, at least she had you, and you had her. Like that's a good. Well, yeah, thing. but at that time, our relationship was not as good as it is now. Yeah, I think my nephew is the reason why we ended up, you know, becoming closer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hopefully, he will be really smart and a scientist and take care of Bree But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the baby father and the baby mama part of parenting to me is the worst because when people say it, I feel like it always comes with like a stale thought or it comes with like bad negativity behind it. So when yeah. people say, um, oh, is that your baby daddy or that's your baby father? I like I stopped them in their tracks like, no, yeah. that's not that's you know Ari's dad or that's Anya's dad and even though sometimes they don't act the part yeah that's who they are and I give them that respect at least and well I don't think that I think that you have to you have to earn the title that you have you do but to like other people that don't know our relationship oh yeah yeah, yeah. I just tell them that's like her dad you know yeah you know all the uh, things that need to be worked on or all the negativity that we know of each other I think I feel mm-hmm. like that's between us mm-hmm. um, but especially like when it comes off to other people I let them know who they are and I just wish more people would put like their pride aside and co-parent fairly because right now I'm co-parenting with one and I wouldn't say that it's fair but what really keeps me humble is the fact that she has a relationship with both of us. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm just like, well, I'll just focus on the fact that she has that because Anya, my five-year-old, she doesn't have a relationship with her dad that's um, beneficial for her. Mm-hmm. So I find mm-hmm. myself like overcompensating for that. And kids mm-hmm. do take a lot of your time. But the best thing about you know, having kids for me is seeing your personality within them and their dads and then also seeing their own personality come through that. And you can't do Mm -hmm. anything but sit there and look at it and watch it and, uh, you know, try to feed it in the most positive way and just watch them grow into themselves. And they're very different. And um, that's the fun part for me about being a parent is, just doing my best and then just watching what they really catch on to. Mm -hmm. Um, Kids now, I do have like my own pet peeves about kids today, but kids are not who they are by themselves. It's a a parent that's showing them something or not showing them something. It's uh, social media. It's people in the public. It's a bit of everything that they pick up. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to people that do not have kids and um, my kids are around my kids gravitate to people with good vibes 
and yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. They're very comfortable and welcoming of people like that. So I don't feel like people um, that do not have kids are at a loss. I just feel like you get to experience it when you want to, and you get to disengage when you want to disengage, like me before I had kids. So right. I think it's um, beneficial when you do come around kids that, you know, you do enjoy and it's beneficial when you come around kids that you don't enjoy and you can leave. Exactly. Um, but even then, like I used to nanny my nephew for the first six months mm-hmm. because my sister didn't want to. Well, I went to the um, daycare. I guess that's what you call it when you first put him in yeah. nursery or something like that. And my sister was in the parking lot. And I was like, just let me take care of him. And she was like, I cannot leave my baby here. She went and in and she crying. didn't like it. I think that it's the the thing is that my nephew at that point was probably the most precious thing that she ever had. Yeah. And when you go back to work after having the baby, you feel some sort of guilt. Mm. Um, and so you do depending on who you know your child is around so like for Anya my mom had Anya at home at my house until she was three so for me to go back to work it was like I was like reassured you were comfortable you know I Mm -hmm. was completely comfortable and going to work was like my break for me and then with Aria she moved back to Florida when I had a little bit after I had Aria and it was like, oh my God, this is a completely mm-hmm. different child. She has no chill and she did not sleep through the night the whole first year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that leaving her with a sitter that was in my house where I had Wi-Fi cameras, I could see them and I can, um, you know, be in contact with who's taking care of them both at my mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Could I completely afford it? Hell no. I was broke between paychecks, but I felt the comfort of knowing my kids are where I left them this morning. I can see them. I'm going to mm-hmm. go back home and they're going to be there. I don't have the hassle of going to another place to pick them up and then go home. Mm-hmm. So I had that comfort. And, and you know, Arya's dad was taking her some days throughout the week so I didn't have to deal with her um, completely by myself because we are not Uh together. We did not live together. Um, So we've been consistently sharing her. Uh, But yes, that going back to work initially when, you know, mothers don't have any help, I can only imagine how that feels. So she did. She was crying. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And that's when I got a job at State Farm because it was evening position. Mm-hmm. I could take care of my nephew in the morning, and then I would go to work um, at night. And that was cool. Like, I had my nephew all the time. I, got I didn't know him. that. See, that's sweet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got to see him. You know, first things that he did, I could record it. We would sing and learn lessons and things like that. So, man, cool. Man, my nephew is cool. I mean, so you got like a slight mama vibe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I definitely, I definitely. Um, we have a room in my new place for mm-hmm. him and everything, and I ended up renting a house so that he could have a yard. See, that's 
good auntie vibes. Listen, we're doing this thing. <laughs> so what are like five things you love about kids? You know what I think? I think that depending on the child, you have to say that, but I mm-hmm. like that kids are like no prejudice. You know, mm-hmm. like if they see someone different color or whatever, something different, they're going to stare, but they're not going to be spewing hate. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, my nephew is, well, was really, really lovable hugs and things like that. Now he barters hugs and kisses for toys and stuff like that. But still, yeah. you know, he's a hustler. I'm a hustler. We do that. I love, he brightens my day. I call him every day. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said in the beginning, I, I deal with anxiety and depression sometime. And, and if I want to smile, I'm going to call my nephew just because, he is, he's the sunshine of my day. Yeah. So that's three. Um, what else? He's handsome. My nephew's so handsome. <laughs> he's, he's so handsome and cute. And he does look like me. And I, and like my sister will send me pictures mm-hmm. of like times that he's like in my zone. And she'll be like, look at him, look just like you. Mm-hmm. What else? Well, I like that they have a lot of energy. So to yeah. keep you young, you know, you have to run behind them and or keep up with dance moves to show them new stuff because eventually he'll be a teenager and then he'll be calling me lame. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be lame because mm-hmm. I'm going to keep up because of him. All right. Keep up with that lingo. <laughs> My nephews, I, I tell them to keep me updated. Like they'll text me and be like, what does this mean? And they'll, I'll be like, be honest, just tell me what it means. Uh-huh. You know, and I keep a lot of things um, between me and them, yes, so they yes. they're comfortable, and I talk to them like straightforward. I'm, I don't sugarcoat anything. So, How old are they? so you've never been curious of what a mini you would look like, like me. I'm telling <laughs> you, I look just like my dad. Like uh-huh. I hung out with my dad yesterday. And like a couple of weeks ago, my nephew said, Brie, Brie you look just like granddad. <laughs> so I just feel like it'll look just like me. Hmm. But no, and that's as far as it goes. Hmm. So when, let's say when you get older and you experience life more and you pass away uh-huh. and after, you know, you have your businesses established and everything, who are you leaving that to or, you know, what do you want to happen with your businesses after you leave? Mm. Being that you won't have kids. I don't know what I would think I would want the businesses to do, but if I had any money or, you know, he's on my life insurance policy, my mm-hmm. nephew is my beneficiary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, this loving. Uh, he's he he gonna get. I started him. We started buying him um, stocks in Nike. Mm. So, cause he's gonna want Jordans. His dad has Jordans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just trying to make sure he's gonna be straight. That's so he has man. you. He has his mom, and he has his dad. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah, and then he's he's the only grandchild on both sides. Oh no! Oh, so he's super good. Yeah, my um, 
brother-in-law, his sister, which is my sister-in-law, she doesn't have any children either. Mm-hmm. So, yep, he's the only one. And yeah, I, I mean, to have a baby. <laughs> the pro, the pros and uh, cons of kids. I would agree. I agree on both sides of why you have them and why you probably wouldn't want to have them, especially with people, how they are today. I mean, I can't go on Facebook throughout the week and not see, you know, negative headlines about what people do with kids, um, how they treat them, you know, uh, how they're living and, you know, what kids are involved in. But on the other side, you have kids that are, you know, creating things and running their own business and um, taking care of like their family. And I think when anyone suffers from any type of loss or grief or depression or loneliness, kids have like, it's like uh, a natural, like good vibration. Mm -hmm. So they pick up on things and you could be there absolutely doing nothing and just them enjoying themselves or figuring out things for themselves. It like humbles me and it makes me feel like, okay, I may not have this and this and this, I can't do this and this and this, but like, look at what I'm in or look at what I could experience. A lot of people don't get to experience it. Also, you know, me being able to give birth to two kids and they're healthy and they're learning and they're still here and Ari's birthday will be tomorrow. She'll be two. Yay! I, you know, I kind of, you know, think about like all the women that may have gotten pregnant, lost a baby or gotten Mm -hmm. pregnant, gotten so close to the end of their pregnancy, lost a baby or given birth, lost a baby or through birth, they died, the baby lives, and all of those women who try and they try and they try and they can't get pregnant, I get to have, like, two kids. Yeah. That's a blessing. So, um, I don't know. It's something to be grateful about, and I don't feel like everybody on Earth needs to have kids or should have kids, because a lot of people they they just don't have parenting is just not in them yeah just like i don't feel like everybody should be married some people are just not the marriage type or need that or need some type of companionship maybe their you know whole you know point of life is to explore life and experience life and that's it right but you know Kids, I think kids come to those that they it, it should come to, and yes. kids are experienced. They are extension of me. I do not own my kids. I can't control my kids. Once you give birth to them, it's the world's kids. Yeah, you basically help them weave through life. But at the end of the day, anything can happen to your kids. You just make the best out of the moments that you do have. But you don't I have um, debilitating fear about that. I think that was. You know, I do have my my fears, but the thing is, I don't let my fears take over like my moments with them, because if that's the case, I'll just keep them in the house and never leave. Yeah, because I'm always worried about, yes, I'm following all the rules and I'm driving correctly and I'm doing the speed limit. But what about the next person that's not? 
Yeah, you're right. You know, um, yes, I dropped her off at school, but what about somebody that decides to walk into their school today and shoot it up for no reason? Yeah. So I don't dwell on it, but I'm not stupid to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I know I have, you know, daughters and I live by myself. I'm not married. Their dads don't live here. And yes, I, you know, licensed to carry a firearm. Yes, I do have a firearm. Yes, I make sure the doors are locked. Or yes, I make sure I don't go get gas late or get it too early in the morning. And I'm just more aware about where they're at, who's with them. Um, I'm super particular about who I leave them with overnight. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, who's at the house. And, um, you know, I have my friends where if they want to come get Ari or Anya or both of them at the same time, go ahead and take them. And I don't have to, like, second guess anything. And they don't have kids. So do and you I have those type of conversations with their fathers? Like, listen, I don't want your homeboy blah 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 or I don't want you doing this that and the third or well with with Arya's dad he's always been like my house is for my family only and he's not really family oriented so the only time his family would probably be at his house would be for a graduation uh Christmas Thanksgiving and New Year's and that's it he doesn't have a lot of friends that come to his house. He doesn't have a lot of family that lives here. Um, and he's very particular. I've known him for the last, you know, 15 going on 16 years. He's very particular about who's around, um, who's at the house. And he knows, you know, my family and how I am and how I grew up. So I never have to second guess, you know, is Ari safe? Mm -hmm. I know Ari's safe. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to Anya's dad, he has never had Anya away from me out of town at his house by herself ever. And she's five. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a discussion I've never had to have with him because he's just not, he's just not a Friend. father yet. Mm -hmm. You know, he's her biological father, but he does not have any type of parenting thought within him. And I have to be, Anya's dad and mom at the same time, but yeah. I can only reality be her mom. So I don't know. I have the discussions with the people that put in the effort, love Anya, show Anya the love. Mm -hmm. She can actually consistently spend time with them so they understand like what my standards are, where my values lie, and what's important. Right, right. Because right. I, I, you know, currently I still have relatives that have never met my kids on purpose because I'm very particular on who's around, you know, what they're doing, how they treat their kids, how they talk to their kids, what they're exposed to. So I don't know. It's a decision you have to make mm -hmm. and the decisions you make as a parent really stem from how you are raised. Now do and you want kids? Are you are your children planned children? My Anya was a planned child after um I graduated college and I, you know I worked in uh New York for like six years mm -hmm. and my grandfather died in January of the year that 
I made Anya Mm -hmm. and him passing and my mom my mom was always six and she's been nine she's been taking like 13 pills a day Mm -hmm. she's have heart attacks strokes um fibromyalgia all types of medically things are wrong with my mom you know Mm -hmm. her heart sometimes stops in her sleep and you know when my grandfather died I was like okay well he's the last you know mower most important person in the family right now right right the next you know the next person that would pass away that would be very important to me would be my mom Mm -hmm. and then I was like and I and I just came out of our relationship um that went to shit after like two years of putting in effort and I'm just like I'm not about to you know put in two or three or four more years with someone where that relationship go to shit and I don't have a child like all my brothers have children multiple children I'm the only girl and I'm the last one and my mom is the last most important person and my mom is like the mother of all mothers mm-hmm. when it comes to dang she's the, the best grandma Ever. she's the epitome of what a grandma should be like old school grandma sews everything cooks everything paints do gardening all of that so I'm just like I don't want her to be here and me be the last person to not have a kid and like my mom can't experience it and my child doesn't know her. So I knew what I was doing when I was doing it and I knew that the possibility of me having a kid was high. So to the point where when I did find out that I was pregnant and I peed on the stick, I wasn't excited when I saw it. I wasn't surprised when I saw it. I just was like, okay. I know two things right now. I have 10 months to prep. Right. I have um, a serious decision of where I want to be to take care of this kid in the next two months. And I know my taxes is about to be busting for the next (laughs) 18 years. (laughs) listen so I was like okay and um so I found out I was pregnant I was um in between my apartment in New York because it had flooded mm-hmm. and my friend's house in Soho sleeping on her couch and I was like I just can't be in New York pregnant sleeping on my friend's couch right I wasn't working um and I was like where should I go with this baby and I was like the best place I could be right now with this baby would be at my mom's house in Florida so the whole time I was pregnant I was I used all of my unemployment for the last six years and I went to Florida and every time I got my unemployment check for all those months up until I had Anya I just bought her stuff mm-hmm. my my best friends bought her car seat her stroller like all the things that she needed her dad never bought anything the whole time, mm. never prepped. Um, he stopped working uh, his job that he's working in Philly. He stopped going to school. He was going to college, stopped going to class. And I'm just like, okay, you can stay here and bullshit. Was, he, go was to he depressed? Um, he, was, he was upset about... Um, he was upset about the fact that I was leaving and he wanted to be around, mm-hmm. but I was more focused on this baby being mm-hmm. healthy is more important than me being around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
was I depressed? I wasn't depressed because my mom, I talked to my mom since I was 16, twice a day, every day. Okay. Um, now we don't talk that often because I feel like our relationship is strained because we spent too many, too much time together, me as a mom, where we clash. Okay. So now we don't, you know, we don't talk as often, but um, I just felt like me being in Florida and me being around my mom is like an instant safe feeling and I don't have to worry about nothing. Right. So I wasn't depressed. I was happy. I it could ride my bike. Good. I was eating, eating good. <clears throat> I had food you stamps. And food. Listen, and listen. Fat. When you in Florida and yes. you're pregnant, you get free health care. You get oh. automatic food stamps. And people come to the house to pick you up and take you to your appointments. So I didn't have to worry about nothing in Florida. Jeez. So, um... I would ride the bike. I, there was a bicycle at my mom's house. I would ride the bike to the library. I would go to the beach. I would ride oh, the bike to Publix. So like, I was chilling. The weather was good. I would have days where I just wore maxi dresses and no draws. And the and air was giving you life. Listen, it was just like a good place to be. Yeah. Then, I would think pregnant in Florida on the beach is amazing, too. Right. So then I, I like, I want to say four days after I had Anya, I packed up all my stuff and I asked my mom, do you want to come to Atlanta with me um, or do you want to stay here? And she was like, I'm coming. So my mom packed up her stuff. I packed up my stuff and we went to Atlanta and I stayed with my friend um, in College Park. I got two jobs um, within, I want to say, eight months. I got my first house to rent and we moved and a little bit after that um, I was working State Farm and then uh, I think I met you then because you did yeah. my training yeah. and you were online searching I think it was a one or she was like maybe one or two she was online searching for like a bike or something for Christmas mm-hmm I got to go get my car. So, so, um, so all of that. And, you know, that I just got myself comfortable and I did what I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And um, fast forward to Ari. Uh, Ari came from just... Um, <laughs> yeah. What you're trying to do right now is sugarcoat something because... I, I'm trying to explain this as best fit. Ari came from a continuous, ongoing, on and off relationship for the past 15 and a half years, mm-hmm. which I would say my best male friend in life at that time. Okay. Um, and we knew, like, the... You were playing with fire. The, the gamble of us doing what we did um but because it never happened in so many years we never like you know was now bothered I feel like by my it. sister and i want to ask you was that a good decision or a bad decision because like was it I a good like decision know where babies come from so like, oh I, yeah 
I don't. I, I I felt. I feel like I've always t- told them this, even before I had kids. When I was in college, and you know, we met. I said, you know what? If a kid ever came about, I just need to let you know right now that I'm not the type of female that believes in having abortion based upon the fact that I did an act to create a kid. Right. Right. Now, if a kid came about through a rape or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something like that, then maybe I would feel differently. But it has nothing to do with religion. I just don't feel like when the creator gives you a life and you're able to take that life, that is your obligation. Right. That's your job at this point. So, so when it happened 15 years later... Man, he went into a whole depression. So I want to say the whole six months of me being pregnant with Aria, her dad was depressed because his life was changing. He already has a 13-year-old, and he basically felt overwhelmed because he was basically starting from scratch again. Mm -hmm. You know, her dad is 39 years old. He'll be 40 in July, and he has a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, like, if that was something you did not want to happen, you would have took precaution. So we both dealing. Yeah. So I'm not going to say Ari was planned, but she was not prevented. Yeah. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just, you know, rolling with the punch. I'm just like, you know what? Maybe now that, you know, unfortunately, because of his actions, there's a restraining order in place. Wait. And there's a restraining order in place. We are no longer close. Come on, we do not, We do I... not speak unless um, it is about Ari and we're not, you know, we don't share that connection no more, but we Hold still take second. care of Hold Ari. The, the pregnancy made the, a strain on the relationship. I feel so, I'm so sorry to hear that because that really sucks. Well, the the strain on the relationship came from him not wanting to face reality. Yeah. Him also having a girlfriend in his house but not respecting her as his girlfriend. Right. Oh wait. Um what? and him basically having to confess to him having a kid. You so I went My- through that recently. No shame. Mind you, the the whole time she knew she knew that he's like out here doing whatever, living very single. She I, I don't feel like she felt like he would ever deal with someone to the point of having a kid outside of their relationship. Now that's super reckless. It is. And so it is. you know, for me for me speaking to I'm just like, you already know the deal. Like I'm not having abortion, so that's out. Yeah. And you know, I spoke to her multiple times in the fifteen years, um, through several conversations. So I'm not a surprise to her. And I was just like, you know what? Um, this is just what it is. This is what happened. I've never lied to her about anything. And she sat on the phone for like a whole hour one night trying to convince me to have an abortion because it's going to hurt her kids' feelings. And I'm just like, I'm just like, no. Like, that's not happening. Like, that's out of the question. So, they had a strained relationship. They still do. 
Um, oh, so they d- decided to stay together. They just de- they decided. I don't even know what they're doing because yeah. it's not for me to speak on. Yeah. But they're basically dealing with each other because they feel like there's a link where they have to, but the reality is they don't. Right. So somebody's you want staying... them to break up and that to be your no. family? No. Okay. Because the thing is, he could never commit to oh. a woman, period, to co- to start with. You had so, a fuck daddy. Yeah, so me to be in a relationship with him would be dumb because I'm not trying to be her. Yeah. The only the only person Ari's dad could commit to is his kids. Like he's a great father. Yeah. Um, very consistent, very involved. But when it comes to women, he just feels like he should be able to have multiple relationships and that's just not my Is thing. he African? Is that stereotypical? No, he's not African. He is from the Midwest. He's American. Oh shake. Right. So um so, you know, we don't have a good relationship now and we just basically exist because of Ari. Now, have you all talked about this? Talked about what to what Why extent? Why your relationship went to shit? Oh, um, yeah, we've talked about it multiple times. Um, his His thing is, I think he thought that, I think he thought that, you know, we were going to have a kid um, because we have such a great friendship and I know everything about him. He knows everything about me. He has his house. He has, you know, his girl in the house and she has an older son that's 17 and they have a daughter together that's 13 mm-hmm. that he was going to have his house and his family over there. And then he was going to have my house and me and the kids over here. And I'm what in the like, color no. purple type shit is that? I no said, way. no, that, that is not how this is going to be. So because he saw that his vision was not working, he became very angry, mm-hmm. very um, prideful, very right. controlling. And that's why we have a restraining order now. And he has charges and it's just a mess. And um, But we keep the balance with Ari. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It sounds crazy, but that's that's you know our common denominator right now. And um me being pregnant with Ari was very depressing for me also mm-hmm. because I didn't have my friend. I didn't have mm. you know I didn't have the person that even though my first child is not his but he took great care of her he was very involved now we have a kid together and he's not we're not connected so um it was very depressing i was working 40 hours a week um pregnant there honey girl it was as big as a house then i would go home to my mom who did not understand that i wanted a house of peace and quiet and she would have hella kids over my cousins or whoever um and she just didn't understand and um she did not drive so I had to do errands with her I still was like the person to go to grocery store while pregnant um I wasn't getting enough sleep I was uncomfortable and my favorite uncle passed away before I had uh, before I had Aria and I was very sad and depressed and I could not I couldn't grieve him because I was pregnant. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and that would affect the baby. So, I'm pregnant. Yeah, and the hospital that he was at was, um, I think it's called like St. something. It's near State Farm in Dunwoody. And I had to drive past that and drive home past that hospital every day. And I would just like bawl my eyes out. Before so work, overall, would you say that you would do it again? Uh, yes. Okay. I would do See, it I, again because... I'm not a gambler. I'm not a gambler. I'm not a gambler when it comes to money. I'm not a gambler when it comes to just packing up and going somewhere without a plan. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to a child of mine, let's go. I wouldn't do it. I don't don't like the receipts that you have. I I don't. I would be be stressed the fuck out. I would be stressed out. Um, And I would fight. yeah, I was I was stressed, but um, what kids do, they level up. They level who you are up to a next notch. That's and my that's, favorite song. And, the, and right, and that's what Anya did for me, and that's what Arya is doing for me is leveling me up to feel like, yes, I'm gonna have great days. Yes, I'm gonna have shitty days, but I got through you- that shit so I could get through whatever the new shit is. How do you feel about finding love with two children? Because like now I feel like if I were to date, because my significant other doesn't have any children, she's interested in having kids. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily dwell into that conversation with her because I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to control what you got going on with your body if you want to have a baby. But yeah, how do you feel like when you want to start dating or do you date well, I'm, Am I I'm currently, you or are you I'm you currently in a relationship now. Um, we've known each other. More. We've known each other BK before kids when I was living in New York. Not, not before Kristen Kringle. <laughs> <laughs> so now, like, now that I have kids, like, he, he, he loves them. And uh, when, our, when Anya was little, before there was Ari, you know, he came to Atlanta to visit and we hung out, went out, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. He has two kids of his own. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the calm to like my madness, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Hold on just a second. Yeah. I'm getting to an Uber, so please excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I got a lot going on, girl. Dog tried to run away two times. <laughs> uh, I, my girlfriend left my car at the air. Oh, God. Um, so, okay, so now you guys are going to have four kids. That's I know, and then the, the crazy clothes. part is he, the crazy part is he wants another one. So what you going to do? Are you popping up with for a real nigga? <laughs> I'm um I you know what? Huh. <laughs> I'm it's uh-huh. just it's a it's a far thought. It's a far thought. It's not something that I'm just like <laughs> yes, let's go. It's a far thought. But um he wants more kids, he wants to be married and I'm just I'm just tiptoeing it because I don't I'm not big on sharing my time with people if they don't matter. 
and Girl, they're I not important. That right then, so like, no, this sir. relationship thing is new. I haven't been in a, yeah. like a committed relationship in like yeah. four or five years. Um, so it's new. I'm trying to have patience. I'm trying to be open. So we just gonna see. You know, he's he's older than me, and um, he visits. He visits here from time to time. He's not old, old but he's so old. And uh, no, like him old. he's I want to say like thirty five. Yeah, but he's um, my age. He's cool, country, country man. Oh yeah, you know, in my age. and you know, in my brother's eyes, he he would like for me to marry an Italian, but um, that's like not how country. this is working. <laughs> Huh? You know. Is he Italian? He's, he's from the South. He's from the SIP. Is he a white guy? So, yeah. He's not a white guy. But, um. Oh. I don't disagree with you about not having kids or you shouldn't have kids. And I don't completely agree with you, but I understand it. And when people have kids and when people don't have kids, everybody needs to get to the point of understanding. It should, but sometimes that's not how life works. I agree. I think that the point of understanding those should come before when, the kids, especially not after when the feelings kids. are involved, emotions are involved, and um, connections are involved. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's just not. I how don't gamble. It works. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm a um, logical. Yeah, I'll be crazy, baby, mama. Uh, people don't want these problems. Mom, but then they when don't. it comes to people trying to switch up the I'm standard not. of how I'm trying to raise my children. That's where you gotta you gotta get another side of me. And I, you know, I'ma pray for you that you never get that mm-hmm. side of me. Yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate you, you know, sharing your comments tonight and uh, coming on oh, here I would and never. doing an episode on us. Because I love them. Yes, you can. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> what is can that? Can I do my cozy womb noise? I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. It's well, like a monogram, right? We can talk later. Like do you want to give anybody your handles, your ID, <laughs> your contact, anything for any questions? So we'll talk later. I cannot. Till next time, Brie will probably I'm be down back for the, the next I'm, topic. I'm down for construction at this moment. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. This is Shan. Thanks for listening to the Cozy Womb Podcast. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but, you know, kids are something to think about. So just think about it. My name is Shan. I'm out. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. 
Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.